If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Game Boy, only from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power, portable power. Hey everybody, speaking of portable power, this is Nintendo Switchcraft. I'm Bill. It is Friday, December 10th. For those of you who listen to the show, when it comes out on Mondays, you might be a little confused. I do record these shows on Fridays. If you want to get access to the shows, as soon as I finish recording it, I post it to our Patreon feed ahead of time for early access people. Uh, head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp to check that out. Let's talk about Nintendo. I have to be honest. I expected to have a lot more to talk about today than I do. And that's because, uh, like I said, it's Friday today, which meant yesterday was Thursday. And on Thursday, we had the Game Awards. And I don't know what I said last week, but if I were a betting man, I would I would wager that I probably said, I'm expecting to have a lot more to talk about on the next episode of Switchcraft because we have the Game Awards on Thursday. Well, the Game Awards were Thursday, and uh, that's yesterday, and we've got very little to discuss if you are looking for information about first-party Nintendo titles. But that's okay. We've got other stuff to talk about. Now, let let's let's unpack the game awards very quickly first i don't watch the game awards for the awards i don't really care about that but nintendo did come away with a big one they uh, metroid um dread which honestly it has got to be one of my favorite games that i've played in years it is absolutely top-notch and I adored every minute that I spent on that weirdo planet ZR5 or whatever it's called um that game won best action adventure game which is awesome it it, it was it absolutely deserves it uh Doug Bowser came up and accepted it then walked off stage and then the other category that Nintendo usually cleans up in is like the best family game and it was kind of hilarious because all of the games, <laughs> all of the games that uh, were nominated for best family game, all of them, except for one, were games for the Nintendo Switch. All of them. And the game that won best family game, again, let me make sure that I remind you, all of the family games were Nintendo Switch games except for one, and the one that won, that's a weird sentence, was the only non-Nintendo game that was on there. So for Family Game, it was New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, WarioWare, Mario Party Superstars, and It Takes Two, and the one that didn't win, the, the one that took it was the non-Nintendo It Takes Two which is a game that I need to check out. I've heard nothing but fantastic things about that. But Nintendo was the publisher on all of the other games um, 
EA and Hazelight Studios are the the publisher and developer for It Takes Two. But like I said, I don't pay attention to the game awards for the awards. So, okay, there's there's the awards. What other stuff do they have at the game awards? They have the musical interludes. And if you have been a member of the Discord, which if you haven't joined our Discord, head on over to nerdnest.tv slash Discord and, and join 1,500 other people to talk about video games in there. Uh, if you've been a member of the Discord, you've probably heard me complain about the musical interludes at the Game Awards. Most of the time, I just can't stand them. This year, I thought they were fantastic. Almost all of them were top-notch. There was one that was like K-pop music, which I don't care for in general, but they also had like weird giant headed babies dancing and that was too creepy. So I muted it and tried to look away because it was all kinds of creepy. Um, All the other music stuff, absolutely top notch. Sting was there. He did a great job singing. What a shocker. I know they had some music there from Horizon Zero Dawn, which I don't get super excited about that stuff, but the music was really good and it was short. Uh, they also had something from uh, another game that I that is going to be on the Nintendo Switch, which we will talk about in a minute, uh, and that's Cuphead. Uh, they had an amazing, amazing 1940s big band swing style uh, music uh, performed live. Absolutely love that. And then I think there was one other. I, uh, oh, it was just the... Um, the, the Game Awards Orchestra performing a couple of other songs, which they did a, a really fantastic job. All right, so there's the awards. There's the musical interludes. What's left? Announcements. Okay. Uh, generally, you get a bunch of what they call world premieres, where we first we get to look at something for the first time ever. None of those things were from Nintendo. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Not a single thing from Nintendo was a world premiere. So what did Nintendo have there? Well, they had two very short ad spots. Well, I guess three very short ad spots. The first, well, okay, I don't know what order they were in. One of them was, hey, here's all the cool games that you got to play in 2021. And then they showed a couple of clips from them. And those were, you know, it was like 30 seconds long. Uh, Then they had a very, very quick indie world um, where, like, I don't even think that there was any talking. They were just showing clips of indie world games on Nintendo Switch. Also very, very cool. Nothing exciting there for me, anyway. And then they showed uh, very similar to the first one where they were like, hey, these are the games you played in 2021. They then showed off, these are the games that are coming next year, but they were all games that we already knew about, and this was just further confirmation that these games are on their way. Um, I will point out, Breath of the Wild 2 was part of that, and for a moment I got excited. I was like, oh, did we know that? And then I had to look it up, and yes, we did already know that Breath of the Wild was targeted for 2022. I believe it was at E3 when they came out and they said, hey... We're still working, or it might not even been E3. It could have just been a direct where they just said, hey, we're still working on Breath of the Wild 2. We're targeting 2022. We don't have anything else to say about it. Go play Skyward Sword. And so that was it. 
that's all of Nintendo's announcements. Uh, Doug Bowser accepting the trophy. Uh, 21 and 2021, 2022, Indie World. We're done. That's everything Nintendo at the show, which to me is incredibly disappointing. But on the other hand, probably really smart on Nintendo's part. Uh, look, of all of the game companies that had to, I'm going to use quotes here, delay their games in uh, 2021, Nintendo didn't delay anything with the exception of Advance Wars 1 and 2. Now, is that true? No, probably not. But technically, they didn't delay anything because they didn't give anything uh, a, a hard date. And a lot of other companies had given things hard dates, and then the pandemic hit, and they were unable to hit those dates, so then they had to say, oh, sorry, we can't do what we said we were going to do. Nintendo made no promises, so they are not breaking any promises. And I think Nintendo is looking at 2022 and saying, well, as much as we'd like this nonsense to be behind us, it's clearly not behind us. And so there's always the chance that the the pandemic is going to continue and we're not going to be able to get certain games done on time. And because of that, we're not going to make any commitments. So let's not do any big announcements at the Game Awards that we're then going to have to walk back later. And at the end of the day, even though it makes me sad, I think that that's probably the right thing to do. That's the right move because as soon as you make a promise or announce something and then that something has to be delayed, it's going to disappoint people. And people on the internet are the most easily disappointed, fickle weirdos that there are. So Nintendo disappointed me by not making any announcements, but at the end of the day, they probably did the right thing. And now somebody might say, well, Bill, they could have just like shown off some stuff without making any dates. And yeah, they could have, but they might be trying to hold on to the hype until closer to release of certain games. So like, sure, they could show off some Breath of the Wild 2 stuff, which I would have eaten up with a fork. I would have been super excited about that. But maybe they want to hold on to that hype until they're closer to the actual release date. When is the release date? Nobody knows. I think even Nintendo doesn't know, and that's why they didn't say anything, because they're afraid to to say something and then have to take it back. And I've given certain companies a lot of uh, headache because of making announcements way, way too early. And, you know, it seems like Nintendo's learning from those mistakes, not making announcements too early. Anyway, there is no big Nintendo news from the Game Awards, which makes me super sad. But there is some third-party stuff that got announced for the Nintendo Switch. And let's talk about that stuff. Um, first off, let's, let's talk about Cuphead. Uh, I adore Cuphead. I didn't play it on the Nintendo Switch. I have it on Steam. But that game is absolutely fantastic. And so uh, they they had this awesome band uh, doing this old school music 
uh, for Cuphead in the last, I'm sorry, the Delicious Last Course, which if you look at that, DLC for Delicious Last Course. So this is not actually a new Cuphead game. It's DLC for Cuphead. And it features a new character whose name I don't think that they actually said. Uh, it, so they've got Cuphead, they've got Mugman, and now they have this third person who has a handle on both sides, uh, orange. So, you know, Cuphead is red, Mugman is blue, and this new person has an orange face. So there you go. Um, if you have enjoyed Cuphead at all, I'm sure that you're going to enjoy more Cuphead. That game comes out on, or that DLC is going to drop on June 30th, 2022. If you don't know what Cuphead is, it is a side-scrolling, almost like bullet hell platformer. And I will say this, very high level of difficulty, but the art and the sound design and the music and the voice acting is all absolutely top-notch and Honestly, I just wish that they would put out like a Cuphead cartoon with this art style. It's very reminiscent of extremely old Mickey Mouse stuff. That's what it looks and sounds and feels like. And everything's hand-drawn and just absolutely gorgeous. And if you're a fan of Cuphead, then June 30th, 2022, we're going to get some of the delicious last course, which just looks Fantastic. Speaking of games that had been announced, but I had kind of forgotten about, um, Lord of the Rings Gollum. If you don't know what this is, this looks to be like a stealth game featuring Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, where he's, you know, going around and killing orcs and stuff to survive. Very, very cool. Now, what we saw was they're all cinema, uh, cinematics and stuff like that. Obviously, um, you know, it was supposed to come out earlier this year and then it was delayed until next year. Well, uh, here's what they have to say about it. Take on a perilous journey as Gollum chasing the only thing that is precious to him from his time as a slave below the dark tower to his stay with the elves of Mirkwood, climb leap and sneak your way past the dangers skillful and sly. Gollum is also torn by his split personality. It's up to you to decide whether the darker side of Gollum takes over or if there is a spark of reason left in what was once Smeagol. Um, The cinematic trailer looks gorgeous. I'm super excited for this. I love the, I love Lord of the Rings. I like return of the King is probably my favorite movie of all time. I just absolutely adore that movie. And I really, really love what Andy Serkis did with the character Gollum. He really brought that character uh, to life. And this definitely feels like it's based on Andy Serkis's take on the character. So I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent looking forward to this. We'll see how it's going to play on the Nintendo Switch. I'm sure that it's not just a Nintendo Switch game. It's coming to all platforms, uh, including Switch, in 2022. So we have that to look forward to next year. Um, This one was kind of a surprise. Uh, Well, let's try that again. Persona 4 uh, Arena Ultimax. It looks like they are taking the Persona series and turning it into a fighting game, which is really cool. 
I've never played the Persona games. As somebody who works in a high school, the idea of playing a game that takes place in a high school, not super appealing to me, but fighting games are, they tend to be pretty light on story, at least in my opinion, they're not, they're, the fighting games, the, the, the focus isn't on the story. And the the fighting game mechanics in Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, I don't really like that name, um, looks fantastic. Oh my God, be careful when watching this. If you are somebody who like might have a seizure when watching like strobing lights or something, my reaction when watching the footage from Persona 4 Arena Ultimax was, holy cow, there are so many things happening on the screen at the same time. It looks cool. It looks really cool. I don't know how playable it is because I feel like everything happening on the screen is going to completely distract me from the mechanics of the game. Um, It says here that the original release, this is a remake, I guess, uh, came out in 2013 and was co-developed by Arc System Works. I'm getting that from Nintendo Life. Uh, I had no idea that this is a game that was already out. So if you've already played this game on other platforms, let us know. I'm at Run Jump Stomp. Uh, let us know what you think of this particular game. Uh, it's coming back as part of uh, Persona series' 25th anniversary. So I guess the Persona series has been around for a really long time. I've not paid any attention to it. Um, before, when I said that there was no Nintendo first-party stuff, that's true but a very big, currently Nintendo-only game uh, that it did get a big announcement. Well, not really a big announcement. A little more information on, on um, at the Game Awards was Monster Hunter Rise. We've got Sunbreak, which is coming out uh, later on this year. It was This is part of the pre-show, so if you started watching it like, I think it was like 7.30, then you probably missed this, but this is part of the pre-show. And that basically they're saying there's new monsters and new characters that will take you to, uh, to to fight in this new place called Elgato, which is cool, I guess. There's some new amiibo for you to play with. Um, there's a Palamute amiibo, a Malzeno amiibo. I'm assuming that's some kind of monster. And then a Palico amiibo. Um, the Palico and Palamute amiibos they look cool, and I like them a lot. I'm probably not going to buy them, but I think that they look cool. And more Monster Hunter, yes, please. I ever, Monster Hunter Rise is absolutely one of my favorite games of this year, and it, it's, it's definitely my number two on Nintendo Switch this year, uh, behind only Metroid Dread, which was just um, an absolute masterpiece. All right, so let's talk. That, that That's pretty much it for games that are coming to Nintendo Switch uh, that I was able to, like, pick up real fast. Um, there really was not a lot, but that's okay because I'm sure that there's other games that Nintendo is just keeping everything close to the vest. Um, the fact that Nintendo announced nothing doesn't mean that they're not doing anything, and... Here's how we know. Uh, Nintendo is picking up a whole bunch more office space in Japan 
for more game development. Uh, I guess they are adding another 8,500 square meters to their to, to of of uh, office space uh, in starting in May next year, so that they can have more in-house game development. So this is going to increase the number of people who are employed by Nintendo, the number of people who are making first-party Nintendo games. Does this mean we're going to get more games from Nintendo? Well, first off, in the short term, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is not going to speed things up in the short term. In the long term, maybe. Because what happens a lot of times, I mean, you look at what happened with Metroid Dread. Nintendo partnered with Mercury Steam Stream, Mercury, Mercury, whatever. I can't remember. They partnered with Mercury something in order to make Metroid Dread. So they didn't develop that in-house. They had another developer make that. You look at Metroid Prime 4, currently being made by Retro Studios. It's a Nintendo property, but it's not being made by Nintendo. Is Nintendo in charge of what's happening over there? Absolutely. But they're not the ones actually doing the development. And you look at a bunch of Atlas games and, and a bunch of other games that are Nintendo games being made by other developers. So the idea that they are getting all of this space in order to have hire more people and have more game dev, does that actually increase Nintendo's output? I don't know because they might just say, hey, we're just going to do that stuff in-house now instead of hiring other game devs to do it for us. And, you know, if you are a control freak like Nintendo is, that's probably a good move. So I think that that's interesting. Overall, I would say Game Awards, if you're a Nintendo fan, super disappointing. Um, Game Awards, if you are just a fan of games in general, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it a lot more than in the past couple of years. Um, Super sad that we're not getting a whole bunch of announcements for Nintendo stuff, though. Uh, But that doesn't mean that we won't in the future. Anyway, uh, that's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. It's been about 20 minutes. Thank you for listening. I will see you all next time. Stick around. Stick around? I don't know why I said that. I didn't mean stick around. Stay awesome. That's what I meant. Bye, everyone.